0: from Romans 10, verses 5 to 15. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. And if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news.
1: So uh, this morning we continue uh, our sermon series, considering the titles of Jesus. And we're looking at Jesus being. The Lord of all. Uh, In our scripture reading today in Romans we see how the Apostle Paul makes it clear to the Christians in Rome that in verse 12 there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all. In fact we see the same message from Peter in Acts chapter 10. As he proclaims to the Jews and the Gentiles before him, I now realise how true it is that God does not show favouritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. So Jesus, as the Lord of all, is the Lord of all nations and all peoples. He accepts from every nation those who fear him and do what is right, we're told. So Jesus is sent as Saviour of all the earth and is proclaimed Lord of all the earth. Not just one people. If I can spell it out even clearer is the Lord of Israel, the UK, Europe, Iran, USA, etc. This is the good news of peace for all. A true reconciliation of those divided and different. And if he is Lord of all, then that means he is Lord of you and me. There are no exceptions. So, what do the scriptures have to say about this Lord of all and this title, Lord of all? One instance is with Joseph in the Old Testament. The first time you see this title used, in fact, is with Joseph in Genesis chapter 45. Joseph says, God has made me Lord of all. Egypt. You could say this title is more of a description of his authority and power. He had supreme power and authority, second only to Pharaoh, what he said went. He had the power of life and death over nations and peoples and individuals. If you remember as grain was stored in the good years and administered in the years of famine, he gets to choose. As a result, people were in fear of their lives and, in fact, owned their lives to him and his wisdom. They experienced freedom, or freedom removed, as in the case of his own family, by this Joseph, Lord of All. Of course, the other main instance is Uh, in referring to God, Lord of all. God's described a number of times as Lord of all. We heard one passage earlier on in Joshua, uh, but also in Micah and Zechariah. In fact, there is an (coughs) emphasis that this God is Lord of all the earth. Uh, For example, in Psalm 97, verse 5, The mountains melt like wax before the Lord before the Lord of all the earth. See, God's authority and power is over all the earth, not just a part of it. So we come to Jesus, and as Lord of all, his title implies a few things. So firstly, Jesus is God. You see, the Lord God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ share the title and description of Lord of All. You can't have two Lord of Alls in that regard. Lord of all the earth. This is an amazing truth and this is good news, which we as church share and can declare. That Jesus is God come in the flesh bringing peace and forgiveness through his death on the cross and bringing life and power through his resurrection from the grave. In Romans we hear, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. And anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Anyone. There are no exceptions. You see, if you place your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, the man who is also God, then you will be saved. And on the flip side of that, there are therefore no exceptions to whom we are to share this good news with. No one is to be excluded because anyone can come to believe in him. So declaring that Jesus is Lord is the same as declaring that Jesus is Lord of all. So when you and I receive him as Lord, we receive him as... As Lord of all our life. Not just a part of it. You see if there today is any part of your life. That you are resisting Jesus being Lord. Then it's time to let it go. To allow him to be Lord. Lord over your mouth. Your eyes. Your heart. Your relationships, your money, your possessions, your work, your responsibilities, your habits, and your secrets. He is to be Lord of all. Else he is not Lord at all. (coughs) Secondly, acknowledging and declaring Jesus as Lord of all recognizes that Jesus as Lord has real power and authority. See, something of Jesus' ministry is spelled out for us in Acts chapter 10. You know, uh, the writer says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Jesus demonstrated His lordship over all, over all peoples, over all spiritual authorities, over illnesses, over demonic powers. His lordship of all continues to this day. Incredibly, he gave authority, and he gives authority to his disciples over such things also. See, living in the light of Jesus' Lordship means that we also have that authority and power in Jesus' name, according to God's purposes and will. So may each disciple of Jesus walk in obedience to his ways and know for themselves that power that the Holy Spirit grants in Jesus' name as they too do what they see the father doing and speak what they hear the father saying we are to live our lives as Jesus uh, with Jesus as Lord of all no area untouched by his lordship or out of bounds to him we are to bring his love his authority to each and every situation we face however easy or troublesome. Thirdly, as I've already mentioned, Jesus being Lord of all means that no one is excluded. You see, we are each under Jesus' Lordship, He is Lord of our lives, whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we like it or not. But we have the opportunity to come willingly under his Lordship. In other words, don't be resistant to what the Lord wants to do in you and through you. See, some here may well be resisting what God is telling them to do or to say. Some here may be acting as though they are Lord over their own lives without any reference to Jesus. You call the shots. Some here may be holding on to sinful attitudes or behaviours and not giving them over to Jesus as Lord. Some here may be trying to lord it over others, not considering others better than themselves. You think you are better. See, Paul writes to Timothy, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves Full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. So each one of us needs to accept this saying for ourselves. I am the worst of sinners. Yet Jesus Christ came into the world to die for me. Yes, for me. So, do you think you deserve the grace and loving kindness and mercy of God? Or has He given it to you freely? Freely you have received. Freely give to others. See, they don't deserve it either. But love them anyway, forgive them anyway. Put away bitterness and deceit. Repent of sinful ways. So you hear this loud and clear, that Jesus is Lord over you and me. The sooner we willingly come under his authority, the better. See, so he speaks his words to us. He places his spirit within the believer. And he is a jealous God. He will not contend with us forever. He calls us to turn from sin and turn to him and to life in all its fullness. See, no one is excluded. Jesus is Lord of you and of me. You are not the exception. Right now, just carefully consider these thoughts. Take a moment of silence to submit what the Lord is wanting to do in your life and through your life. Mm -hmm. See, you may be reluctant, you may be scared, but God can use you. See, God uses those who are weak and broken. Moses, he said, please send someone else to do it. And Peter, he said to Jesus, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. You may be painfully aware of your failings and sin, your inadequacies, your weaknesses, your limitations, your hang-ups, but God delights to be working powerfully through you by his Spirit. Allow him. To be Lord of all. To be Lord of you. (coughs) Fourthly, acknowledging Jesus as Lord of all brings unity and peace instead of division and discord. We read in again in Acts chapter ten how the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message and of how the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. See, because Jesus is Lord of all, the Spirit of God comes upon all, upon Jew and Gentile alike, without favour or distinction, to make them one. See, we need to guard ourselves from those human judgments which lead to division. We as church are called to be truly diverse, all whom the Lord should call. Let's be very careful to ensure we welcome people from all nations and all walks of life, from all parts of society. Who are we? To look down on anyone. So Jesus had harsh words to say to those who were quote confident of their own righteousness. And looked down on everybody else. Maybe not look down upon others. But consider others better than ourselves. We read in fact of one conversation between Jesus and his disciples. He asked them. What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet, because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. See, we are saved to serve, not lord it over others. And in fact, Jesus warned his disciples to watch out for those religious ones who like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honour at the banquets. See, they were the ones who muttered about Jesus' choice of company this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. You know, there are people around and about us who have a desperate need of God, who need to know his love and his forgiveness, his fresh start, his loving embrace. And the Spirit of God longs to draw more people to Jesus in our community of Falsham and the roads and streets surrounding our meeting place here today, and in our families, amongst our friends, in our roads and streets where we live, and in the places we work, and in our social circles. But as we've heard read, read this morning in Romans, how can they call on the one they have not believed in, and how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? What if you are the one that God has handpicked to share with those around you? How are you going to respond? Please send someone else to do it. Go away from me, Lord. Don't you know what I'm like? Or perhaps as Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. See, don't you think God is able to display his good news through you, through broken people, through people who make mistakes, who get things wrong? See, God can use anyone he wishes. What if he wants to use you To show his love towards those around you. How can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. See, the Spirit of God sends us to love others as we would want to be loved ourselves. May we therefore welcome others. May we make the way easier for others to come to know Jesus as their Saviour and Lord. Let's be those who break down the barriers and who build the bridges. Let's remove the hindrances to enable people to receive Jesus as their Saviour. See, Jesus died for you He died for each person around you. If Jesus is Lord of all, then he is Lord of all portion. Of all of our families and our friends and etc. etc. Some words from James, though, as a word of word, word of warning: If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, "Here's a good seat for you," but say to the poor man, "You stand there or sit on the floor by my feet." Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges of evil thoughts? See, we categorise people. We love to do it. This person I favour, this person I do not. This person I like, this person I don't. I wasn't pointing to anyone. Else. <laughs> yeah, we like to put people in their places. And often we'll come out on top. But in his kingdom, Jesus is Lord of all. He's out on top. So may we not be those who choose who we forgive and who we don't, who we are at peace with and who we are not, as far as it depends upon us, be at peace with everyone. There is no room for excuses in the kingdom of God. If you have something against someone, let me say this gently, it is your responsibility to forgive them, not to wait for them to come to you. Or perhaps if you're not forgiving the person that you see, it's because you've not fully appreciated the forgiveness of the God that you cannot see. He's wiped your slate clean if you're a believer in Jesus. Jesus is your Lord and he's their Lord too. And in fact, you may only be holding yourself back spiritually by not letting them go. Love them. In fact, make every effort to pray for them daily, good stuff for them. Allow yourself to be freed as you free them From bitterness and hatred. You say, Michael, this is too difficult a thing to ask. Too difficult thing for me to do. Is it when we have God, the Spirit of God as our helper? One who is like Jesus, living within us. May we be a church who allows the Spirit of God to do whatever he wants through us. May we be eager to follow his lead. To allow him to bring that harmony, that unity, that peace. To dispel division and discord. Some things going back years. It shouldn't be. Determine in your hearts to do different even today. And to forgive and let go and be reconciled. And fifthly and lastly... Jesus as Lord of all means that He and we are welcoming all nations and all peoples without favouritism. See Jesus in Jesus that distinction between Jew and Gentile is broken down. He's the Lord over all the earth, not just part, over all peoples, tribes, languages, colours, social classes, financial incomes, traditions, backgrounds. No people group is excluded from having Jesus as their Lord. God does not show favouritism but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Whomever you have contact with, bring Jesus to. Whomever you have contact with, bring Jesus to. In word, in deed, Love in attitude. Love him and love them. Be the good news to the people around you that they need. And as we meet together here in this place, we do so not to please ourselves, but our Lord. As we come here on Sundays... And throughout the week, may we be expectant to encounter the living God. May we allow the Spirit of God to do as he wishes, not as we wish him to act, or as we are comfortable with being. See, if Jesus is Lord of all, it means we as church must be Christ-centric, To revolve our life around Christ. We're not called to be uh, Sunday services centric or church building centric or meetings centric. And we love to have meetings. Sunday services and church buildings and meetings cannot save people. Only Jesus can do that. So the only reason we have our buildings, our meetings, our services in order to know Christ and to get to know him better and make him known better far and wide. Most of us, I think most of us, if not all of us, will spend more time as church, as followers of Christ, if we are a follower of Christ, elsewhere not here Uh, certainly not in a Sunday morning or evening service it's very few hours in the week and though we love to be with one another a lot of our time will be spent with other people out and about, family, friends people we socialise with, live amongst and so on Jesus is Lord of them and of us So let's take him to everyone whom we come into contact with. So to conclude, Jesus Christ is the man who is God. He is the Lord of all earth, all nations, all peoples, creeds, colours, classes, every part of our life. He has power and authority. Over us, and in fact, that he gives to his disciples and calls his disciples to make more disciples, to be in the business of discipleship and disciple making, bringing unity and peace in the place of division and discord. May we ensure that no one is excluded. May we go out of our way to make sure that all are welcomed, as we would wish to be welcomed. Because Jesus is Lord of all, or not Lord at all.